0: Well, you, yeah. You, one of you like linked a thread. Or you leaked like a Twitter post in our chat, and we're like this whole thread. And I clicked it, and I started scrolling <laughs> up, and I just, I just couldn't find the top. I was like, scrolling. No, you know how bad? And you know how the, you, know how the, you know how bad? The, it's you know how bad the thread knot is.
1: I actually used that like unroller app. <laughs> to read it. <laughs> like, whenever somebody replies Tagged to like, Seth Abramson, like, unroller, you know, or whatever, like, and I'm like, what, what, what's your fucking problem? It's right there on Twitter. I actually had to use it to read the fucking thread nut. It actually, I, I finally found the use case. It's for these fucking dipshits.
0: It's like hundreds upon hundreds Yeah, it's just of longer than the collected works together. of Shakespeare.
1: to A-Lab. My name is Tarek, and as always, I'm joined by Michael and Andy. We're doing part two of our series Weeb Wars. If you haven't listened to part one, I suggest you start there. But if you have, then I hope you enjoy this one. Thanks a lot for listening. When we last left off, uh, Mr. Mignona had uh, been canceled, Uh, Mignona being a voice actor uh, popular in anime, canceled for his uh, uh, behavior uh, at cons and with employees, canceled both online and via an investigation by uh, the companies that employ him. As a voice actor and had retained the services uh, of a uh, Texas lawyer named Ty Beard, funded by a Minnesota lawyer named Nick Riccata
2: Through a GoFundMe. He didn't give his personal money as far as we know.
1: Through a a GoFundMe. uh, And has filed a couple of cease and desist letters uh, to uh, the defendants in this case, which, involve, which were two of his former co-workers, uh, Marchi and Rial, uh, the boyfriend of one of those co-workers, uh, Ronald Toy, uh, and Funimation, uh, the, uh, one of the companies that had employed him. Uh, he sued them uh, thereafter, filing a complaint uh, in Texas uh, state court. Uh, and seeking one, between $1 and $5 million in damages. Uh, does somebody want to talk about uh, that complaint and let us know sort of what uh, Vic was suing for?
2: Vic is seeking between $1 and $5 million from the various defendants just named by Tark. And there's a couple of claims that are stated in the complaint. Uh, first, there's defamation. Uh, defamation is against, I think, all the parties. So defamation, if you don't know what that is it's essentially it's, it's a false statement that tends to cause you harm it's a statement that injures your reputation defamation is it essentially states a reputational harm you've lied about me you said something false about me and it injures my reputation and it might cause me harm it might cause me various types of economic harm it might cause me emotional harm it might cause me uh, relationship damage stuff like that um, so he's alleging that they called me you know, a sexual harasser, a sexual assaulter, a rapist, pedophile, or whatever. Um, and he's saying this against the the defendant's name in the complaint. Um, there are different statements that he uh, is alleging each person has said. So for uh, Monica Rial, I think it has to do with a, an incident in a hotel room at a con where she says that he kind of pounced on her like they were in the they were in the hotel she had she claims that uh she did not consent to this and she had no idea it was coming and he's like a, a guy who's engaged to be married and then he just like pounces on her shoves his tongue down her throat and i think there may at least ron clarifies in his uh deposition that it it got a little more physical than that like maybe he threw her on the bed like he was really he was really forceful uh about this and so but she's, she's made that claim, and so he's saying that that's false, you're lying about me, that never happened, or, or, it, or it didn't happen the way you thought it did, or you're, you're saying it did now, uh, and so you've defamed me uh, against uh, Marchie. It has something to do with pulling her hair.
1: Yeah, so I guess he had uh, approached her and was uh, stroking her hair or something and then had yanked her head back by her hair forcefully, uh, whispering some kind of uh, sexual comments in her ear.
2: As against Funimation, he's saying that that when they fire him, they do it in this thread, and the first tweet says, look... Uh, nobody <laughs> rapists are bad uh yeah. and then tweet threaded after that says we're not working with vic Minonia. <laughs> so the, so what the complaint says is there's an implied statement there that the reason they're not working with vic Minonia is because the investigation they performed revealed that uh he was sexually assaulting people or was a rapist or something and so that he's suing them for implied defamation. Right. And and then the last the last defendant, Ron Toy, uh <laughs> they're suing him for all kinds of fucking statements.
0: World world champion world male champion. feminist. That guy went hog wild on Twitter.
2: Yeah. yeah. So he says that uh Vic's apology is completely fake. He never meant any of that shit. Oh, and um I know without a question that he hurt people very close to me. Those tears are fake. Yeah. Uh but then, then he really gets he really gets going. He says he then declared there were over one hundred ladies and counting coming forward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. He called on Funimation to make a public statement about Vic or for Vic to be banned indefinitely. Uh, called him a predator. He said he assaulted my fiance. Again, said there are over a hundred accounts of assault. Um, and he made it clear that the objective was him being blacklisted. Right. Uh, and out of work. I, I'm, I'm reading from a response uh, from Vic in the court, but but these are these well, are quoting tweets that yeah, Ron no, he says said. he's so, happy
0: that he's losing con uh, conventions and now, things like that. Yeah,
1: right. I'm not a I'm not a tie beard fan, generally speaking. But I, I do note that uh, Ty, tie in his complaint referred to toys. Uh, 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 tweeting at at Vic as a carpet bombing, pretty good uh, of of Vic on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> I have to say uh, that's not the worst description of the way nah, that, that, that brief toy, is, toy,
2: toy went in. That brief is a fucking mess, but that was, that was pretty good, and and it, and it yeah. makes sense. That it was pretty good, and the reason I saved Ron for last in describing it is that Ron is probably the strongest case of defamation that he has because when you're talking about private facts like a sexual assault or sexual harassment it is difficult to prove or disprove the truth of them but ron is making statements well outside the scope of those kinds of things he's making discoverable statements that are factual and susceptible to being proven true or false he's saying look there's a hundred ladies already told me okay this guy ron standing in front of (laughs) he's just he's getting he's getting way out ahead of himself (laughs) uh and he's saying like look this guy this guy sexually assaulted every single woman on the planet. This, Ron, Ron's standing in front of like a fucking number board that's going up like the national debt and pointing that at it and going, that's another one. That's another one. Vic Mignonia has sexually assaulted more women than there are stars in the sky. Well, I love he starts getting into like the math
0: of it too. He's like, there's like, there's one where he's like, well, you know, if 20, 30, 30, 40 people are saying the same thing, even if 10 to 20% are false, that would still mean there are no less than eight that are true, and isn't that enough to say so-and-so is a predator?
2: Like, And that is such a fucking, I mean, like, you are just, it's, what's wild is that Ron appears to be attempting to... St- plead the exact elements of defamation because he's like, this is a factual statement. This is not my opinion at all. I'm just doing math here. I'm just breaking down the probabilities and I'm just telling you how it is. And he's explaining exactly what's harmful about this because the, the, the hundred accounts of assault. Now, I'm not saying that I have any idea whether it's true or false. What I'm saying is that it is very susceptible to being proved true or false and is the kind of thing that should probably, that, that, that in my opinion, maybe, maybe survives a uh, TCPA motion because it's something you can find out if it's true or false. And because it does tend to harm somebody. Because if you say that a hundred people came forward, look, man, maybe <laughs> maybe number 58 and 10 and 25 and number 71 and these these are lying. Maybe some snuck in, maybe even a bunch. A hundred Really, like nobody was <laughs> nobody in there was telling the truth. Get the fuck out of here. I don't have to think much more about it, because if you really do have a hundred accounts, I mean, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to look into it anymore. I got other shit to do. Right. Well, but
1: I, I will. Note, I, I want to note a couple of things. Like, number one, you know, I, I think that there's there's probably a nuanced discussion to have about me to. And the way it works. Uh, we're not the dudes to have that discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to sit here and question uh, the validity uh, of cancel culture or anything else. Uh, it's beyond the scope of this episode. I will note this. Rial says um, he assaulted me in a hotel room. Um, Marchie says the guy grabbed my hair, yanked my head back and whispered some nasty shit in my ear. Uh, Ron toy, the male feminist, you know, is the guy that just can't fucking keep a lid on yeah. it, uh, and is tweeting more than ten times, or you know, multiple times that Vic has sexually assaulted multiple of his very close friends. Uh, has tweeted, uh, you know, multiple times that uh, hundreds and possibly thousands of assaults are Unlimited. attributable to,
2: to Mignona. All three hundred and fifty million American citizens, every single man, woman, and yeah. child living in America right now, oh. was. A- Assaulted Currently by being assaulted by Vic Mignona. <laughs> <laughs> Vic Mignona is entering my house at this moment. So I think that there's
1: something to be said for you know a very credible, specific, factual recitation in the case of, say, a marching. Uh, and then just kind of losing your <laughs> shit in the case of a toy. Yeah, and,
2: and we talked about this last episode. Like, I have a victim-based lean on this. I I definitely do have the SJW attitude of, like, you believe victims here. But when we're talking about the guy commenting from the sidelines, and I understand you're the angry boyfriend, dude, but you are going <laughs> way too fucking far. <laughs>
1: I'm just here to defend women by tweeting my ass off. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my job. I'm, I'm just here to listen and also to tweet like a motherfucker. You know, so I, I, and I think that this is going to get, you know, I think that we'll talk about this a bit later. But at some point, there could be a line that's getting crossed here. You know, I don't think Marchie did it. I don't think uh, uh, Rial has done it. But but in a sense, Toy is Toy potentially. And Funimation, I think, is in a, in a different position as well as the employer.
2: But remember right, what we're talking that. about here. So we're not this is this is the question is upstream of whether it's defamation or whether it's justified or whether we think Ron should like have to pay fees here or anything like that. We're not we're not passing on any of that. What we're talking about right now is the TCPA motion, which is: Do you even have to talk about this in court, right. or, or does the or does the the lawsuit get dismissed on this extremely preliminary uh, motion, which is meant to stop uh, people from us, you know, destroying First Amendment rights to comment on public disputes? So I think that it's pretty easy to dismiss the uh, Rial and Markey, maybe on this stuff. But but Ron, I think has has done so much. I mean, maybe it's easy, but maybe the principles I, I haven't thought it out as much. I, I guess I, I guess I'm I'm leaning towards them to let it go. But Ron has done so much to plead the exact elements <laughs> and to include in his statement. Basically, it's like he looked up fucking defamation and said, "I am defam I am defaming Vic Minona right now. Do not mistake this for my opinion. Do not mistake yeah. this for a statement that is not a fact. He raped that." Everybody. I,
0: I mean, it's a, this is a direct quote from one of his tweets: "Is I am saying without question and one hundred percent unequivocally, there is a base to these claims. Not sure Listen why you don't understand that,
2: <laughs> Ron. Dog,
0: I thank you, man. Thank
1: you." <laughs> Just standing up on stage, turning a big dial that says number of women, number of children that, uh, you know, Vic Mignona has raped uh, and looking back at the audience for approval. Yeah. No, I I, I got to say, you know, I, I think I think my man. Ron,
2: man. He got caught up in the moment. I feel for him, man. I appreciate that he got real passionate. I'll tell you what. That's a a one boyfriend. No, you know, I've 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 gotten mad online. You know, I know you guys.
1: Uh, Absolutely, I, I understand it, uh, but I think my man maybe had gotten a little bit o- out over his <laughs> <scale>. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: then the uh, another substitute claim. In the complaint is tortious interference and for non-lawyers tortious interference is someone else has a contractual relationship that, that pertains to their business and you interfere with it and you interfere with it not by you know business competing with them or something you interfere with it by going and maybe saying something false about them or by uh unfair competitive means or uh in like in this case what's alleged is that These people are. First of all, they're lying about me. But then they called around all these cons and they told them, "Listen, it's us, or it's Vic." And I hear you're having Vic there, so we'd love to come down to the con, but we're not going to be able to do that, man, because uh, it looks like you're having Vic. And by the way, the reason we can't come if you have Vic is because they like Vic is like he tried to uh, Yeah. Yeah, he said, there's, there's a lot of, let's say there's a lot of allegations coming out about Vic, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, which side you want to- A hundred or more. Yeah, which which side <laughs> you want to be on, okay? Which side you want to be on? Are you, you, basically yourself also a rapist, or, so, <laughs> so that's, that's what's alleged, and also sort of proven, there's an affidavit where a guy says, uh, yeah, I was contacted by these people. Also attached to my affidavit, here's screenshots of the text messages uh, of the whole conversation, and the conversation is just as I laid it out. Um, and they told me you gotta cancel Vic, so I did. I said, "Oh hell yeah, Vic is fucking out. Look at that shit is on. If that shit is above board." Uh, we we have zero tolerance for that. But then, uh, for whatever reason, the guy backed off of it. I don't know why. Maybe he yeah. didn't like the substance of the allegations, or you know, whatever. But he backed off of it and said, "Yeah, it's fine, Vic. Why, why don't you why don't you come to the con?" So that stands as Vic's example that look, these guys are calling around and they're interfering with stuff, and they're and I you know as proof I've been canceled by a bunch of cons. We can kind of infer right. like maybe what happened there. So that's that's one of his claims. Um, the other, uh, another claim that rides along with it is prospective tortious interference, which is, I don't have contracts with certain people, but you know my mode of business, you know who I would have contracts with, and by your, let's say in, right. in this case, by your having defamed me, uh, Vic is claiming this by your having defamed me and having lied about me and telling everybody on earth that uh, I'm a sexual assaulter and a rapist and a predator, uh, and I'm, you know, looking the sides of 19-year-olds' faces and stuff. If you saying that about me. <laughs> Now I'm not going to get invited. So even if I wouldn't... I didn't have a contract. I can't say that you you stole that contract from me cuz it wasn't closed yet but look the reason i'm not getting future contracts and we can is is because of your statements yeah. i got fucking canceled you lied to get me canceled and now uh and now i'm fucked my career's over and so that that's that's the perspective tortious interference yeah. uh, claim right. that he states in the complaint and i'm saying all these things just to give them in the light in which vic frames them not necessarily to give them all credit although i do think that he does establish probably the basic elements of these claims. Those are the claims that he brings. So the, the other two that are tacked on are conspiracy and vicarious liability. If I understand correctly, the conspiracy is, is that he believes
1: that these people have acted in concert to commit these wrongs. Right, and so that this this creates a nexus among all of these actors, including Funimation, and then vicarious liability is specifically as to Funimation.
2: Yes, it's saying that I think Rial and Marky are employees of Funimation. I believe that they're also voice actors. Right, right. and so the idea when he well, well, they're not. They're independent contractors. I don't think that they are employees of Funimation. But
1: he's trying to he's trying to hang them around Funimation's right. neck,
2: right? And if you're right. not a lawyer, uh, that's how we always introduce when we're telling you a legal principle: vicarious liability is that your company. You have an employee who speaks for you and is held out as speaking for you or they they, are or they're able to act on your authority or they're your agent then their acts are imputed to you if they're acting in the scope of their duty then their acts are imputed to you so uh to use this case as an example if he were correct that markey and uh real were employees and they were acting in the scope of their duty when they tweeted out defamatory things about vic then this $1 to $5 million that he's seeking might actually go somewhere because Funimation actually has it. Whereas Rial and Marky he ain't getting one $5 million from that.
1: As a, as a plaintiff, you typically want to find the deep pocket, as they say, right? Yeah. And uh, hang as much of it around the neck of that deep pocket as you can. So the vicarious liability in particular is designed to do that. So the complaint gets filed... Uh, Defendants file what are known as answers, right? Uh, they they signal that they will be filing uh, motions to dismiss uh, under the uh, Texas Citizens Participation Act, uh, which I believe uh, does put some breaks uh, on the normal process of a case. Uh, you don't normally go through then full discovery, but some discovery is taken. Now, I have seen... Uh, our friends in law Twitter uh, jumping up and down and talking about what a shitty job Beard did uh, in preparing Mignona for his deposition. And I will concede the following, which is uh, Mignona did not have a good deposition. <laughs> no. no, I will concede. Also, Ty Beard does not appear to be a terrific lawyer by any uh, uh uh, objective measure of that kind I'm of thing. I'm going to send that to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, from from stuff that comes up later. I don't know that you can necessarily hang the, the Vic deposition around Ty, but let's talk a little bit about it. So uh, one of the things that uh, Miniona does in his deposition is to demonstrate uh, <laughs> like by pantomime <laughs> exactly uh, how he grabbed Marchie by her hair and oh. yanked her head back. <laughs> so uncomfortable just imagining this. Come on, man. And this is a videotaped deposition, I believe, right? So we've got you know gifable, you know him, <laughs> you know yanking this woman's be- hair back uh, Aww, out of that deposition. Man. I'm just gonna say that's probably not a good result uh, for for
0: a deposition. No. Yeah. I do think there's something to the fact that, uh, I think with clients, you can't always necessarily, uh, restrain them from their worst impulses in in, in these sorts of things.
2: Yeah. I mean, as someone who has gotten fucked by, you know, my stellar, perfect, uh, deposition skills being fucking sullied by some dumbass witness of (laughs) mine, absolutely just (laughs) fucking me, uh... As someone, I have a lot of sympathy for that, and it, it appears to me that Vic has. I mean, there's a lot of things here that there is no good answer to this question. There, there's Rick. no good, there's no good answer when somebody says, "Do you have you heard of these girls? Yeah, you know their sisters. Yeah, uh, you invite them up to your room. Yeah, were you trying to fuck them? Yeah." Uh, how old were they? Twenty. How old were you? Fifty-one. That's not like there's nothing you can do with those questions because the facts underlying them are all they're just bad. They're just right. not good facts in yeah. the context of this. I'm not,
1: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually uh, I'm gonna quibble with one of those. You don't actually have to say. You're just, yeah, I do not recall. Well, that's that's yeah, but, interesting. But he does, right? I don't, re- I don't remember <laughs> what I was trying to do. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I'm a 51-year-old man with 20-year-old twins in my room. Make of that what you will, right? <laughs> uh, th- that being said, you know, I think that there are um, certain witnesses that are difficult uh, to control. And those tend to be men. Uh, they tend to be men with uh, who have enjoyed a fairly free reign and a lot of power uh, in their life. Um, and it doesn't surprise me i think that mignona uh is roped into just crazy shit like admitting yeah. that um he's the he's known as the Fuhrer <laughs> you know on his on his fan site yeah. uh admitting um that uh he has a reputation problem that has dogged him for decades <laughs> so that deposition doesn't go so well, as we said. And again, the point being that I think it's very easy uh, for armchair quarterbacks uh, to sit back and say, oh, yeah. And look, the beard is 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 facially ridiculous. <laughs> Conceded. You know, we stipulate that Beard is a, is a is a moron. But you can't necessarily say that every single thing that goes wrong in this case is attributable to Beard booting it. Um, now, I think that, frankly, de- preparing a, a somebody for, for a deposition is extraordinarily difficult in the first Just instance. Name.
2: Victor Joseph Mignana. How old are you? Fifty-six.
0: You ever go by any nicknames?
2: Uh, Vic, I mean. Is that it? Yes. Uh,
0: what about the Fuhrer, you ever be, ever go by the nickname, the Fuhrer? <laughs> no. Uh, have any, Excuse are me,
1: you counsel, aware of... could you say that louder? The Fuhrer. The Fuhrer? Yeah. As in Adolf Hitler? Uh, I don't know. Um, Is that
0: how it's spelled? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, are you aware of, uh, there being any group of people out there, um, in, in, in the world, they refer to you as the Fuhrer? Yes. And who refers you as you to the Fuhrer? Many years ago, uh, members of my fan club, the Risenbool Rangers, thought that it would just be fun since it was kind of a nickname of the fan club that they were kind of Risenbool, that they were Rangers. And somebody made it up as a joke. I had nothing to do with it. Uh, it was short-lived. Uh, I didn't make it up. I didn't condone it. It was just uh, something some fan made up. Uh, do you know if your mother ever referred to you as the Fuhrer?
1: So oh. the other thing that happens, I think, throughout this deposition is that uh, they asked if, if if people have ever been rude to him or said mean things about him. Uh, and he's like, certainly, yes, I've been, you know, uh, dragged through the mud and, you know, like the, the people have said horrible things about me for years. Right. And I, I, I think that, um, you know, a lot has been made of the fact that, you know, that was a damaging testimony. And it was. But we, we, we started off when we talked when we first started about the, talking about this case, uh, saying that, you know, that was a problem Vic has had. Uh, his reputation is horrific. Um, whether or not any of it's true, people have been saying this kind of stuff about him for years. Right. And, uh, you know, just, you know, pedophile and just all the kind of just the worst... Sort of things that, that that someone could say about someone to the point where it's possible that the guy is defamation proof. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that that's what these questions are going towards. In right, you have a defendant's counsel asking you, and just you know, one of the things you tell somebody, everybody's got their own speech when you're prepping uh, your own witness. But one of the things you can that I sometimes say to to witnesses, I'm prepping for deposition is that yes, the court procedure is meant to find the truth and it's meant to the court is a fact finder and they're meant to figure out what actually happened here and then apply the law to the facts of the, uh, the case as the court understands them and finds them and then uh, determine a legal outcome. But What's really going on in the deposition is not a (laughs) truth-finding thing. The other attorney does not not. give a fuck about the truth or anything that happened. What they're asking, they have a theory of the case. And they're asking you questions because they're trying to fit facts. They're trying to find the right-shaped... Peg to go into the hole to fit their theory of the case, and once they get that, they move on to the next question. And what they're asking you here, when they're asking you about, do you have a reputation problem? Is that you know, have people ever been mean about you? Is they are trying to bait you into running off, running your claim off a cliff by going, oh yeah, man, people have always been saying this shit about me. God, I just cannot get away from people calling me a fucking (laughs) rapist. What the (laughs) (laughs) fuck? The haters are going to hate If you, you are going to say, say that, you cannot be suing somebody for defamation and think it's going to go good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, just to to take it back to the whole Ty being ridiculous thing. <laughs> Look, not everything is Ty's ties, is ties fault and, and some things that are uh, drummed up Uh, We'll probably talk about this when we talk about the hearing. But some of the things that are drummed up about Ty are are really not nearly as bad as people uh, have made them out to be when they just want to stunt and uh, uncharitably crimp a transcript to make him look like a moron <laughs> but this although that's
1: pretty easy to do with
2: it's this guy. pretty easy to do but it's not always accurate and it's you and, and and sometimes just being done in you know hilarious but bad faith by by people who just want to criticize him which is fine uh, I, I like hating on people too but so like the thing i want to touch on like we could make this episode 17 hours about this case and we won't fucking do it but The thing in Ron Toy's deposition that really jumps out at me, just as a practice point, is this guy is not a fucking good lawyer. I'm sorry. On page... Starting on... Page 92 of ron's deposition he is trying to get him to authenticate tweets and if you're not a lawyer one of the important things in depositions is to show people documents and get them to agree that those documents are uh, what they appear to be did you did you send this email is that your email signature do you remember saying this email do you agree with that statement can you explain that statement and one of the important points of of using documentary evidence is somebody has to agree that that thing's not made up that they that they did actually say it and they recognize it now, establishing a foundation it comes yeah. up, it's important. It comes up in every fucking case all the time. It's a basic skill of an attorney. It is less than a basic skill of an attorney. The real skills of an attorney are asking questions and getting admissions out of the document. Authentication is beneath that. Authentication <laughs> is shit. You need to be able to do in your fucking sleep. And I mean, it just blows <laughs> my fucking mind this transcript. So he shows him a ream of tweets about, you know, a bunch of a bunch of Ron Toy's tweets. And, uh, are these your tweets? So far page 180, Ron tweets a lot. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> he says, are you willing to agree that these are your tweets? And he says, yes. And then, uh, okay, maybe we can speed this up a bit. Look at all these pages. Are these all your tweets? Let me know if you made those tweets. And he goes, well, I don't recall making them, but that's my Twitter handle. And then Ty, instead of taking that and moving on and, or, or asking a few lockdown questions goes, are those your tweets? Back to the beginning. Uh, it looks like it. Yes. Yes. Is that a yes? It looks like it. Yes. I need you to say yes or no. And so Ron now is just like, fuck you, dude. He goes, or it looks like it. (laughs) Ty says, I need you to say yes or no, or I don't know. I mean, those are the three things. Tell me one of those three. Are they your tweets? And he goes, looks like it. So he goes, let me try one more time. I want a yes. A no or I don't know. I didn't ask if it looked like it. I asked, did you, are those your tweets? Have you, or if you prefer, did you post those tweets? It looks like I posted them. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron is dunking on him now. You are now getting fucking manhandled by a fucking by your own witness, witness. Yeah, by a witness like, that you should be annihilating here, right? Like, I would be, I would be well past this point and I, you wouldn't even get close to getting manhandled by this guy because you don't need to. But I'm just, I, I just have to hammer this home. So <laughs> this is so funny. So we're going to keep asking this question until I get an answer. Ron, cool. <laughs> oh, man, I love this guy. So he goes, so so Ty it, uh, tees it up again. Yes, no, or I don't know. It looks like I made those tweets. (laughs) (laughs) He is trolling the shit out of him. So, Ron, honestly, I know we gave you a lot of shit at the beginning of the episode, man, but I love what you did here, dude. (laughs) It's (laughs) slow. It's really good. So then, Mr. Beard, let's go off the record a second. So He's fucking pissed off. Yeah, they come back on, and now they're arguing, and the and, and opposing counsel is actually really nice and polite about it. I would definitely tell him to fuck off. But he's like, look, I think he's answering the question. He's saying the copies you've given him are the documents. He's saying they appear to be his tweets. He said that's my Twitter handle. No one else has used it. Like, you have everything you need. And yeah. he goes, he just jumps right back in right now. This goes on. He jumps right back in. He's like, look, are these your tweets? I said yes, no, or I don't know. So it just goes on. Now, this started on page 92 of the deposition. It goes on to page, like, 113, 114. It fucking just... Ne- <laughs> it's like 20 pages. He literally is just getting spun. And at one point, he's, like, accusing them of conspiracy. He's like, you're trying to hold up the deposition. But let me tell you what, buddy, it's not going to work. We got three and a half hours to go. I could do this all day. We'll go to the judge. In fact, we'll stop the fucking deposition right now. So the judge on the phone Yeah, which is like it's gonna embarrass the shit out of you because uh, we've talked about this in a previous episode so you should go listen to our other you should listen to our other episodes if you want to hear about this but judges do not like to talk about discovery disputes, <laughs> no, and certainly not no,
1: this year no shit. <laughs> Well, especially not when you're tripping over your own (laughs) dick because you can't just say yes for a fucking answer. It's so fucking
2: stupid. So he goes, Just move the fuck off. All right. Do these look like your tweets? They do look like my tweets. So Ron, (laughs) again, has kept the thread the entire time. Your job as a lawyer in a deposition is to keep the thread. The witness gets all over the place. You know where you're going. You have a story. The witness can go off into all kinds of places. And usually you don't even necessarily maybe want them to see your thread. You just want them to be agreeing to all the things that logically compel the conclusion you want at the end, which kills their case. So, what, but what's going on here is the exact opposite. Ty is spinning in (laughs) fucking circles and Ron knows the thing that trolls him is to say looks like it. So here he goes, so here he actually baits Ty into saying, do the the other tweets in this binder look like your tweets? Ron goes, they do look like my tweets. That is so fucking funny. I mean, like, honestly, I would get a beer with Ron. This is so funny. So, Okay, so then the attorney again. I'm, I, I'm coming to the end here, but the, the attorney is just like, look, he's answered the question. He's answered it several times. I've allowed it, but to a point, I have to stop it. And so, you know, that that's that's the best the witness can do. I mean, these these are selected tweets. He's not he's not hiding from the fact that that's his Twitter handle. He said that, and he's like like he said that these look like my tweets. And he goes, well, okay, we'll do it. We'll do this. We'll do it the hard way, then, Casey. That's fine with me. Uh, and the guy goes, "I'm not sure what that means, Ty, but that means uh, that means I'm I'm gonna file a motion to compel to ask the court for more time." Jesus and the guy says, "Okay," Christ. and go through all the murder because you see, you didn't produce these tweets to us. I'm trying to authenticate them in a deposition. I'm getting looks like, might be, could be, don't know. So he's just a fucking stupid asshole. Like, listen. Here's what you do in this situation. You say the guy says looks like it, and you go is that a yes? And he goes, well, I mean, I think so. Uh, one of the things that, that Ron said that I didn't read here was he said like you kind of took it out of context. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a tweet here. It says I'm replying to somebody, and it says that there are replies to me, but I don't actually know what the thread is. So I don't remember making the tweet, but I think it's probably my tweet. So what you do there is instead of fucking losing, shitting your pants and yelling, <laughs> asking the same question 40 times, to get the you say, him. do you have any reason to believe that this is not your tweet? And they go, no. And then that's the end of the fucking discussion. Because later in trial, if they try to say, that's not my tweet, you go, do you remember your deposition when I asked you if you had any reason to believe this isn't your tweet? But now suddenly you have a, a reason. You didn't have one then, but you do have one now. And what's happened in between then and now? You talk to counsel, right? And then you close a fucking book because the judge knows exactly what that means. You made some shit up. Yeah. So this fucking idiot cannot just get it done, and so if you can't handle authentication, I have to say, get the fuck off the bar, get out of my deposition, you fucking dumbass. I'll go. I'll go. What? I'll go one further. If If you can't handle Ron horse, <laughs> getting manhandled <laughs> by him. I mean, I'm impressed. Like he fucking embarrassed. Him. <laughs> A true poster's heart
0: in this in this deposition. The way he trolls the <laughs> shit out of Tiebeard.
2: It's
0: fantastic. So, there, yeah, there's also this question uh, Beard asks, where <laughs> he says, how many people should accuse someone of being a predator, or let's just say predator, should... Accuse someone of being a predator (laughs) And that'd be sufficient In your opinion To establish their guilt
2: (laughs) (laughs) Listener, if you don't know what the fuck he just asked There's a good reason for that And opposing counsel Just response, objection Form
0: (laughs) such Such a beautiful objection
2: it's the most—it's the most common objection you get. But like this, this is a guy who does not know how to ask a fucking question, or else he's become extremely flustered by the witness. And either yeah. one of those is an indication that you are lacking fucking skill. Yeah, this is
0: this is a guy whose face is like red, like literally. <laughs> like, like, I'm sure there's like spittle coming out of his mouth. He's mad. As, yeah, he's like he's flustered and angry and not in control of himself.
1: He's mad. Oh. I can't tell you how many depositions I've taken and how long it took to kind of realize this, right? Where you think you're just absolutely slaughtering, <laughs> you just think you're fucking gutting the guy, Fuck, I'm and then to you this. get the transcript back and it just doesn't kind of pull the way you want, <laughs> and it's not super clear what you just said. Because the whole point of a deposition is, you know, there, there's a few things, but the, the, the most immediate need is you really want some just some good shit to screenshot, right? <laughs> Where you ask like a very clear, unambiguous question, and they give the exact answer you want, and you lift that and you put it in your summary judgment right, papers, right. Or, or whatever. And <laughs> the, this is not a person who understands that somebody's writing down what you're saying and that 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 the way that things come out in writing are
0: extremely different than the way that they come out orally right well let me just ask you this Tarek: how many people should accuse someone of being a predator or let's just say predator should accuse someone of being a predator and that'd be sufficient in your opinion to establish their guilt huh got him I think that's fucking case closed man I I don't recall Oh man
1: Discovery is is completed, uh, limited uh, as it may be because of the intent to file uh, uh, emotion under Texas's anti-slap laws, Uh, anti-slap laws generally being uh, statutes enacted by various, but not all uh, jurisdictions around the country to uh, disincentivize people or entities from using their funds, usually uh, having more funds than the people that they're uh, suing, uh, to squelch public participation or public criticism of public figures or uh, of uh, issues of public concern. Texas has uh, the Texas Citizens Participation Act, one of the most uh, uh, powerful, actually, Strangely enough, anti-slap statutes in the country. Uh, clearly, uh, the defendants in this case are going to try to make this out to be uh, an anti-slap issue. Uh, so they all file motions uh, under the TCPA. Yeah,
2: the impulse behind these laws is just that the that the right to speak out and the right to participate in public conversation is threatened by the existence of. Uh, rich, heavily resourced people or entities who can just sue you and even if there's no basis for their suit they can sue you and expose you to all kinds of costs and risks such right. that you they can remain solvent a lot longer than you can uh, and while you're fighting off this defamation litigation, you're going fucking broke you're mortgaging your house to try to not uh, get buried by them even though you're right and so it it, it gives litigants an opportunity to dismiss uh, very quickly if they can show uh, that, that that's what's going on here that a rich person is attempting to stop them a, a public famous person or whatever is attempting to stop them from just Participating in public conversation,
0: right? It's 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 you, you don't want to let people get bullied out of basic public discourse And, and the way it works is basically there's like a, an element of like burden shifting that goes on where as Tark said defamation freezes and it's sort of the onus gets gets flipped on on who needs to show that the the lawsuit uh, is worth continuing
1: right so traditionally traditionally plaintiff brings a case that all they need to do is plead any statements that could potentially be proven true at the end of the day uh and we'll get to uh you know dig up facts that will support those over time. As you say, this shifts the burden that requires the plaintiff to kind of show that they've got something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Once but, one of these motions is filed, the court's going to look under the hood and say, do you have anything to to show this right now? Because if right. you do, maybe yeah. we'll go forward. And if you don't, then we're just going to kick you out right now. Yeah.
1: But I mean, there's a conversation to be had because I think, you know, generally speaking, you're anti slap lawsuits. Uh, have to do with like you say I don't want nuclear power plants opening up in my backyard uh, and the nuclear because it's unsafe and the, the 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 energy company sues you for for making that claim right um, whether or not saying. Uh, An anime voice actor is a rapist. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Is the same sort of public health, uh, you know, public policy issue or not? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I I, I think that there's uh, at least and you'll see as this as this happens, there is some question about what the public interest is or what the, you know, how much of a public figure, uh, Vic Mignona is, but safe to say, uh, it is, there's is at least facts suggesting that Mignona has brought this suit purely uh, to disincentivize public participation in the conversation about whether or not he's a he's a he's a scumbag.
0: And uh, also add, and Tark said earlier that we're not the right group to be discussing this, and I think that's right. But I, I do want to note that like Me Too in general is sort of a response to a failure of legal process, right, on the criminal side, and so it's like this whole discussion sort of is existing in this space precisely because. There aren't other legal outlets, and so then if you can get bullied out of this legally, right? Like oh, if criminal process isn't adequate, and then you know you can get sued for defamation, in this it, it becomes sort of a, a something where there's like no remedy at all for, for people. So I, I think there's something to to that as well, um, and considering it sort of an, a public concern, an issue of public concern.
1: Well, and I, I I'll, I'll say that. Whether or not it's public concern, it's clear that the point of this whole exercise is to shut this shit down yes. <laughs> and to strike and to strike, uh, you know, a blow uh, against um, uh, Me Too generally, uh, and you know that comes in the form of Ricketts himself. We've said this before, but like is kind of, on the one hand, smart, and on the other hand the opposite of that right so (laughs) there are so many cases in which he just doesn't really think through what he said so there are statements from Rakeda from where they wind up getting quoted in the papers in this case where Rakeda himself says, you know, there are hundreds of hours of video of my motives for this GoFundMe. Uh, the biggest one is I just don't like the defendants. Uh, I think they're terrible people and I want to see them grounded to dust uh, because when you take a, when you lie to take away a man's livelihood, you, you deserve to be grounded to dust. You're scum, and you know it, and that's why I created uh, this lawsuit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that's if it's it. slap, but the anti uh, part of the anti slap uh, has certainly been uh, established by uh, Ricardo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, Ricardo would probably say in response, "I'm just playing devil's advocate." That um, I did say when you lie to take away a man's livelihood. I don't know on what basis he believes that they've lied so I don't I don't I kind of I kind of have to get off the train there so I don't know why but (laughs) if you take him at his word he's saying uh, that he he believes that what they're saying is false so the public participation (laughs) thing is like I mean nobody has a right to just go into the public and lie about people um
1: I, I, yeah,
2: okay. But... <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, like I said, I don't think there's anything particularly non-credible about what Rial or Marchi are saying. I, mean, I, I agree the, with you. The tie, you know, uh, 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 Toy has potentially gone overboard in his characterizations of certain things or, or, or the way that he's spun it out to make it worse than it is. But they've made specific factual statements about him that are consistent with specific... Or at least general statements that have been made about his reputation overall. So, wh- whatever the case, I, I guess yes. If 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 Nick believes that these people to be lying, sure, why not? Uh, so, in any event, Funimation and the two, uh, the three individuals file uh, TCPA motions.
2: We have three different TCPA motions. We have a Funimation motion. We have uh, individual plaintiff motions, one from Marchi and one from Toy and Real together. Uh, the funimation motion is like reserved and methodical. It's very short, and it is also like I can't imagine that the attorney fees for this are going to be real significant because it's very conclusory. There's a couple of issues that they actually try to put some meat on the bone here and talk about, but a lot of it is just even where they do that. Sometimes it's it's dumb. I'm going to talk about so first in where well, they're actually going through the claims. You know, tortious interference and defamation. They're just saying like, uh, ah, they can't meet the burden. So, so th- there's like an entire <laughs> there's an entire element here. Vic cannot meet his burden to show clear and specific evidence for his tortious interference with uh, existing contract claim. And and like everything that they talk about with the tortious interference claim is is contained in like six lines. And it's just explaining the standard. Here's what he has to show. He can't meet that burden. So dismiss it. It's co- it's conclusory. There's no there's no further discussion. Uh, and and that continues for for some of the rest of the claims. They only give real attention to like whether Vic is a public figure, uh, and that and that really matters because if somebody's a public figure in defamation standing, if you if you know anything about the way these claims get litigated, if somebody's a public figure, then it means that you sort of have more of a right to say stuff about them. It means that there's a higher burden to prove that. Uh, you've defamed them. Well, I mean, you can correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, there's two. There's two. There's
1: two. There's two reasons why this is an issue. Number one, because of the heightened standard, you need to show that uh, actual malice. Right. You need to show that the statements you made either were you knew they were false and you made them anyway, or uh, you had reckless indifference as to the truth or falsity of those statements. But also. If he's not a
2: public, if he if he's not a public figure, I'm not sure you get to make the TCPA motion. Right. Exactly. It's not a public yeah. concern. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I actually don't think their motion does very good with the public figure thing. But they
1: no, but they all.
2: say that you know he holds himself out as a person of, with general fame, which like I don't know why a court would ever decide on that. Uh, you should probably look as to whether they are actually famous. But. Um, you know, th- that may just be like puffery for somebody to sort of say that, like, listen, I, yeah. I, I have a career. You should you should hire me. Um, he but they, they do lay out, you know, how he shows up at cons and he is a you know, he is a uh, within the animation community famous. I mean, I never heard of him before this lawsuit or before we talked about this. I'm pretty sure no most of the people listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it because you follow us on Twitter, you probably fucking don't know who Vic Mignon is. I knew. Oh yeah, you watched. Because you watched, you watched e- Star Trek. You hung on That's every right. <laughs> word of his, and Star Trek continues. Um. Anyway, I just don't have a lot of respect for this motion because it's very conclusory. It uses stupid arguments, um, and first, but, but weirdly, uh, it's the motion. You know, filed by like the the best, banked up, the most sophisticated defender. Yeah, yet, right? when you go to look at the at the real and toy motion, now these guys are fucking doing something. They're they teeing they off. This shit opened <laughs> the whole off. first page of this thing. Most of the first page <laughs> it's is Vic. So and Vic with like an open mouth kiss, sucking this girl's cheek straight down his throat. He's got his frosted tips. He looks like he's got. He looks like he looks like a, a musician, uh, a boy band guy from the '90s, but who's almost 60. And he's clearly sucking on some young girl's face. And the quote underneath it, this is from his deposition, says, uh, and you don't kiss on children anymore? Answer, no. Question, do you agree with me? That's kind of creepy, right? Answer, <laughs> no. Right? That's how they open the fucking motion, which is, Judge, if you got any question about this, this guy's a fucking creep. He likes kissing kids. <laughs> now that is how you open a motion. That is, like, beautiful. This Funimation shit sucks.
1: Yeah, no pictures at all. No, no pictures in the in the corporate submission, and huge pictures of uh, Miniona licking Done. the faces. Yeah, of, uh, minors, <laughs> that's all I need. Uh, in the in the individual uh, motions.
2: Yeah, and they're the ones that put in Vic's entire deposition, which is how we have it. They appended the entire deposition to the thing just so that way, and they highlighted, you know, helpfully highlighted a bunch of the worst passages. So that way, if the judge <laughs> is perusing this stuff, the judge can look at this and go, and the effect and. Pro- and and just, you know, spoiler jumping ahead, this entire thing does get dismissed to give the judge a little bit of peace of mind that, look, if you have any doubt about this, don't worry. Look at the deposition. <laughs>
0: I mean, just looking looking at the highlighted stuff now, it's like, and who refers to you as the Fuhrer? Oh, <laughs> members of my fan club. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Fucking rocks. My
1: closest friends call me
0: Fuhrer.
2: But yeah, attached to that motion are a bunch of affidavits. The one from the security guard is kind of chilling, where he's like, "Look, we had to set up special security to keep him because he got obsessed with this one like Japanese singer, and we had to like keep them apart." <laughs> and then Vic went off the grid, and we were panicking, trying to find Vic, I'm like, "Where the fuck is Vic?" Uh, it's it's not a good no it's not way. a good string of stories. Now it's unclear. No. Now, it, it's interesting, though, because like, from a legal standpoint, a lot of this stuff sort of doesn't matter, because what's happening in a TCPA motion is, at this stage, you say, uh, we put up a TCPA motion, and we argue that the TCPA applies. And when the TCPA applies, if it's a public concern matter, then... The next step is the plaintiff comes in and has to show that they it has uh, that the plaintiff has prima facie evidence for each element of the case. This is without considering contradictory evidence. Right. So you have to understand the strategy here of what's going on. Now this stuff is all it should be all legally irrelevant. But it's not really, and the reason that an attorney—and this is this is smart enough—the reason that an attorney is tossing all of this shit and putting in five hundred pages of exhibits is to show the judge. It gives the judge a preview. Don't feel bad about doing this. If you have any doubt about it, listen. <laughs> we are going to if we go to discovery. You are wasting. Bury we're gonna fucking bury him. We got an army of people out there coming in to say like, oh yeah, there, there's. Endless rape accusations, <laughs> and this guy is the creepiest fucking dude of all time. And don't worry about it, Your Honor. If you have any doubts, put him to bed.
0: Yeah, no, but I think I think that's right. I, I do think this is about getting the judge's head. That like, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about about sending this one home.
2: Oh yeah, um, and 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 I am not above doing shit like this. Let me tell you what. Yeah, um, no, it's a, it's, I, it's
0: effective lawyering. And, and, I am. It's I would never the judge be. A- did not feel bad about setting this one home. <laughs> I,
2: I would never be allowed to file something like this. Like I, our, our house style would never allow me to be this fun about shit that we do. Like putting you know, opening up with a salacious picture and stuff like that. But I absolutely will do anything I can to get evidence in front of the court to make the court realize, uh, you know the, the a lab podcast mantra from tar who the asshole in this case
1: because as you say some of what they're doing would cut against the idea that you don't want to show that there's too much here right that, that somehow for them to put in a bunch of evidence suggests there's a bunch of issues to resolve uh-huh. but <laughs> <laughs> all of this makes him look like the biggest pervert
2: uh, whoever yeah, the lived. judge isn't going to feel bad about this at all, and 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 no. you will see when we discuss the decision that the judge does not lose one fucking second of sleep thinking about this case. <laughs> no. Not, n- not, n- none whatsoever. <laughs> Ty responds. Ty responds, and uh, we don't have to talk too much about his response. He, he makes his arguments. They throw up their evidence. But the, the, the one thing that comes up in Ty's response that uh, dominates a significant portion of the, of the hearing that they'll eventually have on these motions is that Ty uh, appends to the response um, some affidavits. And the affidavits are notarized, and the notary is one Ty Beard. And he, he is both <laughs> under signed counsel and uh, the notary on the affidavits. And what he says is, subscribed and sworn before me on today, the date of filing. Now, he these affidavits are from various people, and they are, I think, pretty good. Like, there's some pretty devastating evidence in there. That's where the Slatosh affidavit is, I think, that has the stuff where... Uh, Ron Toy is, you know, texting with him, interfering with the con relationship. Right, exactly. <laughs> Tell him you got to cancel them. So, uh, but these affidavits, what happens is the attorney, the attorney looks at the affidavits. They see that it's subscribed and sworn on the very date of filing. Uh, that's what they're notarized as by the lawyer. And, you know, you can look up where these people live and you can see that they live hundreds of miles away from the attorney's office. So either they were hanging out with Ty, strategizing the night of the case, or... Uh, they fucking weren't, and Ty is making that up. He's lying. They weren't in front of him. And we know for sure that he is, because one of the people is, like, tweeting from a con or something. One of the people is, like, verifiably somewhere else. <laughs> so the attorneys, they catch on to this. Um, they are watching this fucking guy like a hawk. And, and another thing that happened here is that Ty filed, like, 30 minutes after. Basically, they they... I hate when attorneys do this, but uh, opposing counsel emailed him like 15 minutes after the deadline, after midnight, and was like, we're going to challenge. We're going to move to strike anything you file now. You fucked up, buddy. You missed the deadline. Like, shut the f-
1: That is That is like some
2: rookie that shit. That shit is so unprofessional. Play. Shut the fuck up. And like, yeah. now, Ty, I will say that like Ty says that he had technical difficulties, and I have had plenty of technical difficulties sure trying to file late at night uh, with a big thing. Uh, you know, when you have a bunch of exhibits, the court system is never prepared you know, to take that shit. You know, when,
1: you know shit. when technical difficulties tend to come up is when you're
2: filing at 11.59 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, okay. But I'll just...
1: And the deadline is, is, is midnight. So I'll say <laughs> I
2: feel for him on this. Um, however, the indicia is that he's just fucking lying because the filing looks like shit, which we'll come back to. But... So one of the things that the opposing counsel realizes is that the affidavits have this problem that we've just ta- that we just talked about, and says, "What the fuck is this? There's no way that you actually, uh, that you actually had these people in your office. Please explain, because it looks like fraudulently notarized affidavits to to us." And so Ty shits his pants, and this is where Ty really like he kind of fucks he kind of fucks up pretty hard here, uh, and yeah. it matters he shits his pants and withdraws the affidavits. And then, uh, instead of amending the affidavits or trying to amend the filing he just submitted, what he does instead is he tries to amend the pleadings. He goes back to amend the complaint and adds unsworn declarations that are essentially identical to the affidavits. So he puts in the same, the same statements, the same statements that include all the evidence that he needs to establish the claims, which is essential for the TCPA motion. Uh, he puts those all in into the pleading and amends them. Now, this this is a big deal because the parties have already agreed to a schedule. Uh, the TCPA, the statute, requires that the parties agree to a schedule and adhere to it. Because the whole point is, if you want to bring one of these cases and they find that the TCPA applies, you are on a timeline and you will prove your case and you will show that you have something here or else we're dismissing it with prejudice, get the fuck out of court. And so this is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And Ty fucked it up. And he fucked it up. Sort of double by the way he tried <laughs> to solve it. Instead of fucking asking the court to amend the filing and say, "Okay, sorry, yeah, they have all the information they need in the in the uh, in the affidavits." I just fucked up the notary. I messed up. Um, yeah, it's a technical f- flaw. Yeah, So yeah. look. They have all the information they need to respond and prepare for the hearing. I'm just going to amend that filing with leave of court, if you don't mind, with ones that are properly notarized. You know, I, I drove out to these guys' houses and we got it all done. Um, or I, I got a notary who's able to do stuff by distance, um, and I'm not lying anymore. Uh, so he doesn't do any of that shit. Um, no. and, and so couple all of this disaster with the fact that the filing itself is a fucking mess. There are... I mean, God, if you scroll this thing, it's such an embarrassing thing. Like, the footnotes will just have, like, exhibit underscore (laughs) attached here, too. And that's, like, a citation. Ronald's deposition, exhibit 28-underscore. Just note to draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are,
0: like, notes to himself about what to fill in there when he has the time later.
2: This is, like, fucking malpractice. Because this shit is unusable as a filing. Like, the court can't read it. The opposing parties can't read it. They have to figure out where in the 1188-page filing this thing you failed to cite properly exists. Yeah, uh, It's a fucking mess. Vic's affidavit at underscore exhibit underscore. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is not usable. It's a fucking mess, which is, I think exactly what plaintiffs say when they move to strike evidence on defendants say when they move to strike evidence they say vic's filing is a mess i think they actually say straight up <laughs> <laughs> but the whole point so i skipping over the response straight into the hearing one of the things that happens in the hearing that they spend some time on is what evidence the court is going to look at and this whole thing we just described it comes up at the hearing because the court says look, I think I can only consider stuff that was ready by the deadline. Isn't that how the statute works? Yes, that's how the statute works. And so Ty says, well, listen, you can always consider the pleadings, and I've amended the pleadings. I put all the stuff in that I withdrew into the pleadings. And the court says, Unbelievable. The court says but isn't it obvious that you were just trying to amend the pleadings to get around the scheduling deadline? Why the, f- <laughs> why the fuck did you... <laughs> Isn't that fucking obvious that's what you're doing? That's what you want me to do, right? You want to get around the deadline, and Ty's like, no, well, I technically don't want it. And the court says, cut to shit. That's what you wanted to do, right? And Ty eventually either has to admit it or just, like, you know, can't convince the court because he's fucked. But but the interesting part of that about this whole exchange is that the court is fucking frustrated with him because the court is saying to him... Why? It's begging. Yeah, why didn't you just fucking amend the thing? I would have let it go, man. Like, if you read into what he's saying, he's saying, you didn't, you fuck me here. You withdrew evidence from one document. And then instead of putting it back in that document, you put it in another one I can't rely on. Yeah. You fuck me. You took your evidence out and you put it in a shitter. (laughs) What did he he fucking do? And, And so he got, he shit his pants because they caught him in a lie. They caught him making, you know, uh. Technically, maybe not substantively, but technically fraudulent statements, fraudulent representations of the court, which is a big deal for a lawyer. And they fucking made him blink. And Ty here fucks his client because in the order, we know that the court says, accordingly, the court did not consider evidence submitted after the agreed upon deadline in the Rule 11 agreement.
0: It's like the most substantive thing it says in the order is is outlining what evidence and did and didn't consider, which is like... Sort and, of like telegraphing what's what's doing the determination here. Right, it's-
2: and so later when the court says, you know, summarily without any explanation, the court says, uh, look, I find you don't have any evidence for this shit. This is what happened, and Ty fucked up here, like from top to bottom. The the filing is a mess. He filed a messy piece of shit filing for his client that is unusable. He fucked up the evidence. He did fraudulent affidavits. He he did the wrong procedure that fucked the court out of trying to consider it. The court wants to consider it, and he can't. Courts courts like to determine cases on their merits. They don't like disposing of them on uh, technicalities. But that is what Ty forced them to do. This is a significant, substantive, practitioner fuck-up.
1: Well, and it's funny because he committed this fuck-up in response to a completely Bush League move. In the first place. Of challenging uh, the sufficiency of the notarization of the statements, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, he completely starts flailing uh, in a death rattle uh, because he got caught on some shit about whether or not the notori- notarization of the affidavit. Like, who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> About that kind of stuff. Like, in the age of the electronic signatures and everything else, you know, like, to 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 just lose your shit uh, and dump the case like that
2: uh, in response to just what was essentially one of the cheaper tricks. Yeah, it, it was uh, malpractice available. not to have it perfect yeah. and polished on the way in, but it was fucking yeah. double fuck up. Double malpractice. To get, to get duped and <laughs> fucked over by the stupidest yeah. trick imaginable
1: yeah, just to get the yips cause somebody fucking uh, called you on the fact that those those notary no notary stamps were not uh, uh, sufficient, right?
2: Um a dog, yeah, okay. it's like it's like a it's like a dog runs into the it runs into the road while you're driving at night. and instead of just like hitting the dog, you jerk the wheel and kill your whole fucking family.
1: <laughs> in <Yeah>. the <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the hearing beyond uh, the
1: evidentiary issue it's It's obvious uh, beard is not prepared,
2: yeah, there's an issue there's there's an issue with uh, for instance, so Marchie is the one the court wants to deal with first because the the court thinks it can dispose of Marchie pretty quick, and it does. Uh, the court dismisses her from the case pretty pretty quickly in the hearing. And what the court now is kind of dressing down tie about is, Listen, the thing you have to do right now is show evidence for your claims. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Just show me evidence for your claims. You showed me a tweet of Marchie that says, I want to cut his fucking balls off. I want, because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> the tweet does not even fucking identify Vic Minona as the subject <laughs> of the tweet. Do you want me to take your word for it? You've cut it out of the thread. Now, remember, remember, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, we talked about earlier about Ron Toy's deposition. <laughs> he already got in trouble here. He knows that if you if you show somebody a decontextualized tweet that's outside of the thread, Ron was like, I mean, I think I wrote it, but I can't see what's above it and what's below it. I, I, I don't remember stating it, but it probably is mine. Ty has already shit the bed on this for 20 pages in that deposition. And instead of learning anything from it, he goes to court with a deep... It makes the same mistake. The same mistake. And what the court says is I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Like, I'm sorry. I cannot take your word for it. You have a post here. The post does not identify Vic Minona. This is not evidence that Vic Minona did shit. Or that she is saying anything about Vic Minona. So, he already fucked this up. He should have known better. And then... Uh, a, a separate fuck up And this this is one that's more relatable It's possible to miss But but the plaintiffs had are, I'm sorry, the defendants Had already uh, acknowledged I think this post And had already acknowledged That this was about uh, Mignon and I think In their own filings And so the fact that Ty Beard I mean, he, he missed that These are big filings But that's his job His job is to represent his client And he should yeah. have gone back in And said, Your Honor That's not a, that's not a dispute Right. <laughs> the parties don't dispute that this is about Vic No. We 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 that we're past that. Yeah, they agree. they agree. Um, shit. Even if you can't remember that they said, it, you might as well just say it to the court and make them come up and lie.
0: Yeah yeah. Make them come up there and be like, no, we dispute that. We that's that's about someone else.
2: Yeah. Like, if you get caught in a move like that, make them lie. Yeah. And and they won't do it. But Ty fucks up on all of this. So this to me is just like. I don't know if what you guys said is right, that he's never tried a case or whatever, but he fucking shits the bed here. He's never tried he a case. He shits the bed here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, in
1: fact, I'm going to go one further. Not only has he never tried a case, I'm not sure he stood up in front of a judge Fuck before. Um, now, people have given him some shit about sort of some of the colloquies, and I, I think he actually... Acquitted himself okay in terms of sparring with the judge or whatever, but he was completely not ready for any of the actual factual uh,
2: information. No, I, I think this he, matters. He I want like you were you were talking about this earlier. There was this there's this part that everybody seized on that they cut out the script on and the art, There were like articles about it that even that even hinged onto it about like the judge says. Uh, the judge says, you're not listening. And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm not. And he goes, well, I It'd wish would. It would probably be a
1: good idea if I did listen. Right.
2: right. So what did you think about that, that statement? That's that's one that everybody was chopping on, like, oh, my God, Ty, you fucking moron. No,
1: I thought that was actually kind of uh, uh, what else are you going to say? Like, the judge is saying, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Uh, he says, uh, you're right. It would probably help if I listened to you, Your Honor.
0: I thought that was actually pretty good. It's like a self-effacing, um, yeah. like, you know, you're you're kind of conceding defeat, but you're 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 trying to stave a little face and and yeah, no, I see that.
2: Yeah, and nothing was really at stake at that part of the hearing because he was just saying yeah. all Ty was asking was, did you did you did you dismiss defamation already? He did lose track of the hearing. So did you just miss defamation already? And the judge is like, will you fucking listen to what I'm saying, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the the hearing is confusing. The case is confusing. I mean, I, I don't necessarily blame him uh, for that one. Uh, In any event, the the, the hearing closes. Uh, It's obvious it's not going so well. Apparently, the judge then receives a series of death threats, uh, which contrary to my own personal experience in this matter, uh, apparently comes from the Vic side (laughs) uh, not the Law Twitter side so, uh, you know, sort of the yin and the yang of the experiences of having people uh, threaten your life Um, apparently the judge is getting threatened by the Vic side but obviously he uh, admonishes everybody uh, to uh, cool down the rhetoric, if you will but he orders uh, the parties go ahead
2: we got to read this dead threat. Uh, read the death. Hello exclamation <laughs> point. I just wanted to let you know that Judge Chup is a brain dead moron and I sincerely hope that someone falsely falsely accuses him of rape. <laughs> you are the cause of school shootings, comma, you are the cause of suicides, comma, you are the cause of injustice and hate and violence. Judge Chup just let a group of open criminals go free. Shame on your kangaroo (laughs) court. <laughs> the open criminals being Marchy and toy in the I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck This guy thought it was like a real Criminal hearing or something When people start uprising I hope your court is the First thing targeted this is amazing That like fucking society wide Revolution civil war And the first priority I mean Robespierre <laughs> The fucking terrors are gonna start right here With just Joe.
1: judge orders the parties to mediation, and I think his intention, if I understand the way these things work, was to signal to Mignona that if you persist uh, and force me to write a decision uh, in this matter, it's not going to go your way. Uh, and so I'm going to give you an opportunity to settle this out uh, without uh, me doing any further work. Uh,
0: it didn't settle <laughs> Um, and so, but he all, the judge still didn't want to do any more work though. No,
1: No, he didn't. Uh, so even though the parties declined to take him up on his opportunity to let this thing die on the vine, uh, uh, he was forced to issue an order.
2: That order mediation was uh, on,
1: all of five pages. Yeah, mediation
2: fails on October what is the third, and this decision drops on the fourth, and it's five pages. <laughs> and it's obvious he wrote it
1: uh, between the failure of the mediation and the issue. He tapped of the order. this thing
2: out on his phone on the shitter in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. There's not a lot of analysis, uh, to say the least. Now I'm led to believe. I'm not a Texas lawyer. Uh, I don't think either of you are. Uh, I've not practiced in the state of Texas. I'm led to believe that we shouldn't expect from Texas state courts uh, detailed analysis, applying facts to law and specific provisions of said laws, et cetera. This isn't anything near any of that anyway, right? It's, It's literally... Just conclusory statements that he's failed to meet this standard and that standard.
0: Right. Yeah. the The only substance of things were like we just discussed before what evidence he did and didn't consider, and then I think maybe some public figure stuff. Yeah. Right. Am I m- remembering that right? The finding that he's a Vic was a public figure, uh, uh, maybe a limited purpose public figure. Yeah, and even
2: that it's real weird because like yeah. he's you know citing a Texas Tech Law Review article. Like, can you cite a fucking case, man? <laughs> just one, I don't think just just one case, please. I, I guess this is this is
0: what sparked some some Twitter debate is the question of how robust this will be on appeal and, and what the relevant standards are. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time imagining anything this brief and conclu- conclusory would be robust at all. Um, even with deferential standards, but I do understand that the the Texas standards here are are maybe not in well, uh, well, Vic's favor.
2: What happens on appeal is that the court looks and sees if there is any if if the if the court doesn't explain its conclusion, then the appellate court is going to look to see if there is any uh, if there's any evidence e- is there any evidence in the record that provides support for the conclusion. So it's it's pretty yeah. deferential. Uh, and, and so if there is evidence to support it, then it, then it's done. And if there's, if there's not, and and you want to overturn the decision, then it has to be like, I think the standard is like the great weight of the evidence, uh, supports overturning the, the findings of the lower court. So it's, it's not, it's not a great hurdle to be running up against. I still think that the order has problems.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean especially with like we said with with toy. There's there's a lot of evidence. There's
2: Yes, and the Texas Supreme Court has spoken on the TCPA that um, it's not meant to just bar any possible claim. If you have defamatory statements, you know the time, the date, the person, you have this you have all the specifics about that statement and you can show how it tends to cause you harm. And then you can show damages if you need to. Now in this case, it's defama- there's no question it's defamation per se because they're alleging sexual misconduct, which means that uh, <clears throat> damages are presumed, you know at least of, at least in terms of like mental harm. Mental anguish, right. uh, you know, reputational harm. Uh, when somebody calls you a rapist, we sort of get it. Uh, we're right. not going to make you prove that part. In, in my view, I, I think they, I think they clear because it's, it's not, it's not like a high burden. I think they clear that here. He's got the statements, he's got them printed out. He's got the tweets. Those do make it into the evidence. Um, yeah. So I think, I think to some degree that at least for Ron Toy, I think, I think he's fuck, I think, I think the Ti stuff, Ty might have fucked him out of
0: but this might be a little bit of a gambit by the judge in terms of like I don't want to deal with this case uh, and uh, you know if the appeals court makes me do it then so be it I'll do I'll deal with as narrow a case as possible but based Dang. on what they kick back to me yeah he and flipped the
2: bird at all these fucking guys i mean it doesn't yeah, even like look like, he doesn't really? even spell liability right. Look at the last section, right? Li- liability, <laughs> liability. This guy was just phoning it the fuck in.
0: Yeah, he's like he's done, and if the appeals court makes him handle a very narrow slice of this case, you know, again in full, then he'll handle that little slice uh, in full when th- when that time comes. But in the meantime, he's he's happy to just be done with it. Yeah, he's
2: essentially reversed his uh, he's essentially reversed his relationship with the appellate court. Um, even though that, even though he appears to be able to do it, but like now, you guys are going to be the court of first review, and then you let me know what I actually got to think about. Yeah. Well, but the, I mean, the, the statute sort of sets
1: sets him up to, to be able to yep. do that. Right? It's, uh, In essence, it, it sort of places the burden on the appellate court to do that, and I, I quite honestly, one would have expected that the uh, if the court was trying to be careful. Uh, in trying to, to, to make the system function smoothly,
2: uh, it would have put a little bit more meat on the bone uh, here. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's interesting because the people who were right about this case and were really excited because the conclusion that they predicted from the beginning was always going to, you know, happened. I don't think that they're really. Thinking carefully about whether this is the way you want courts to act and and like yeah, when you come exactly. to the court, like if you were the person who's being defamed and somebody just like crushes your life or crushes your reputation. Now, again think about think about somebody out there to whom it happens who uh may be innocent. I, I this is apart from your feelings about Vic or whatever, and I don't really have any good ones about Vic. But Is this what you want? Like, you go into court and you're like, okay, these are the people who are going to vindicate my interests or at least hear me out. And what you get is just toilet paper with shit stains on it. (laughs) (laughs) At the bottom, the judge says, fuck off. I'm not listening to one more second of this shit. Uh, Well, hopefully you don't. Uh,
1: get yourself involved with somebody like Ty Beard. Uh, and, you know, maybe you get a better outcome. But yeah, I mean, this isn't a highly functional outcome, uh, from what I can tell out of the courts here. Uh also, I should just note that on the same day that this decision came out, uh, uh, Nick was suspended <laughs> from, from Twitter.
2: From Twitter. Oh, I do. I do gotta hit something about about Nick here. We we said in the last pod that um, some of the things that he says maybe reveal that he's not necessarily a practitioner, and I, I don't. I guess I don't know if that's the case or not. But uh, I listened to his pod after the hearing, okay. and. There's this part in there. So I'm just going to talk about the one thing. I'm not saying that this is every conclusion of his. We've already discussed that his black letter analysis isn't necessarily bad. But there's some things in there that just the way he was talking about the hearing led me to believe that he's maybe not the most experienced practitioner. Because at one point he's talking and he says that. Uh, he's he's complaining about the way Judge Chubb organized the hearing, and he said that the way that this should go, and he and he retreats to back- black letter law analysis. He says is that the first question before the parties, the first question before the court is whether the TCPA applies. Okay, so so you say uh, that you made these statements, and you're saying that the TCPA applies to them because you're making a matter, of, you're uh, commenting on a matter of public concern. And the first thing that you have to offer in support of your motion is whether the TCPA applies. And then Vic gets to respond and argue that the TCPA does not apply. And the judge should have considered that. And then once ruling on that and reaching a conclusion on that or whatever, uh, the judge can move on to the rest of the parts. And so Nick questions, musing, you know, is that going to be reversible error? Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the idea that the structure of the hearing yeah, is going to be reversible error. It's fucking
2: uh, nonsense, I'm sorry. It's just there's no <laughs> way like like I've been in a bunch of these <laughs> hearings now now admittedly I am almost I I'm, I'm mostly in federal court. Uh but like the judge can do whatever the fuck they want first of all. That is the main rule of a hearing. And yeah. I've yes. been I've been in hearings where the judge like we're on a dispositive motion that I filed a motion to dismiss and the judge comes in and he says, I don't listen. I understand your argument. I have no fucking idea what plaintiff is talking about. Uh, and so they'll just completely rearrange the hearing. And now we're talking uh, completely out of turn, but the judge is, uh, the judge will direct it. The judge doesn't even have to hold, hold our oral argument. I've had the judge. Um, I've had the judge cancel oral argument before and say, look, this is all pretty clear on the briefs. You'll, you'll get a decision from me soon. Um, the judge doesn't even have to hold oral argument at all in, in many cases. So the idea that the structure of the hearing is is going to lead to, you know, reversible error is just bizarre to me because the judge, you know, the parties already briefed the issues. The judge is entitled to read the the uh, the briefing and consider some issues already established and not worth discussing. And I think that's kind of what happened here. So that part to me, I I found weird. I I couldn't. I couldn't see uh, an experienced practitioner making that thought. Maybe I'm missing something. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's like trial court judges are like, they're, they're like the fucking, they see themselves as like Kings Queens, you know, they do whatever the fuck they want. Like the vanishing number of their decisions are a vanishingly small number of their decisions are even appealable or will be appealed, like just about everything they do they view as like the final word. And and they're basically right on that ninety nine percent of the time. So yeah, they do whatever the fuck they want. And and something as stupid as like how the hearing is ordered is just
2: Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying I can't even imagine the wording of the appellate decision where the court says uh we note from the transcript that Judge <laughs> Failed to address first. Failed. Failed to address
1: the predicate issue first, and the second issue second. Right? But um, the other thing is, I you know, I, we're not even at the point where this is appealable.
0: Yeah, that's uh, true.
1: There's yeah. still there's still uh, a fee hearing and other things I think that have to happen before this even becomes cognizable on appeal. So the the notion that the sort of uh, the the, tr- the appellate court is going to rule upon the structure of the oral argument uh, of the motion that led to the ultimate final order I think is extraordinarily uh, naive. Uh, number one. Now, number two appellate courts don't go out of their way uh, to dick over trial courts in my experience um, sometimes they you know, if you have appellate court judges who uh, have not served time on trial courts maybe but overall uh, most of your appellate courts are going to look to uphold the trial court wherever possible yeah right uh, unless there's uh, some unavoidable uh, way that they have to reverse it. And as I understand it on a TCPA motion, um the standard of review that the appellate court is going to provide is not just your normal level of level of deferential. It's some whole other level of deferential,
2: right? I still I still have to say I I'm I'm putting this down and I may be proved wrong. I probably will be proved wrong. But I think that the TI cases, the tortious interference case, if Ty hadn't fucked him, if there's enough evidence that made it in, I don't know all the evidence that made it in, but I think they probably lost the Slatosh affidavit that had the texts of Ron Toy calling around. I think that's enough to draw a rational inference that, look, these guys probably are calling around cons to say that, like, you get to look under the hood and see whether that actually caused damage um, or, or, or whether it was tortious. You know, maybe he was just saying something correct. Uh, yeah, And then I think that Ron Toy's statements are, they're distinct, they're dateable, he doesn't deny making them, they are factual statements which are susceptible to being proven true or false, they are defamatory, uh, and they're damaging, and their defamation per se, like, I, I, and all of that is in the record. So I actually don't think that there's support for the conclusion that Ron gets dismissed. Maybe not the maybe not the women. I haven't thought too much about their case.
1: No, but I mean, even the funimation theory isn't idiotic. No, right? Like they make a statement that we're no longer going to work with the guy, and then they make a statement that uh, rape is bad. You know, and I mean, even the trial judge sort of said, you know, I get it. It's sort of the contextual linkage of these two statements. I I understand your theory that this is.
0: Uh, by implication, at you're least. clearly
2: saying uh, that you understand something yeah. about him and you're making a factual claim about him by the implication between your two statements.
0: Yeah, that that yeah. he's not employable because he's a he's, a, you know, a predator.
2: Not that, not
1: that a lab, as a matter of policy, disagrees that the guy uh, is a scholar. Oh yeah,
2: the guy, every, every bit of research we've done, and I hope we've made that clear in the podcast. But yeah. but if we're talking about the administration of law, and and this is unfortunately one of the things, and, and lawyers sometimes uh, can delude themselves into thinking they're talking about greater principles, and really they've just gone so far downrange they're so far away from principles that they're just like uh you know sniffing their own farts but if we are talking about the administration of law is this the way you want the law to work when the next guy comes through the office like when the next guy comes through the court sorry so like if Vic Mignon is suing his former employer who threaded two, th- two two tweets together that called him a rapist when that happens to you is that what you fucking want Like, that they can just come in and go, no, we were commenting on a public, uh, we were commenting on a public dispute, uh, you know, a matter of public concern, which is that you're a rapist. So, uh, because of that, we can just jump in and say, well, yeah, he's a rapist, and then, uh, we're good. And you're done forever, and also your entire career is fucked after this. Like, if you are the innocent person, say... Uh, is that how you want the world to work? Like, I don't want companies getting out on TCPA motions. I don't want it. I don't want anybody's employer getting out on a TCPA motion. Win the defamation case. Fuck off. You have money. TCPA should be protecting single like like victims. You know, like the like Rial or Marchi. I have no idea why Funimation is allowed to file one. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I'm not a hundred percent sure that uh, um, this is the right outcome, but I'm almost 100% sure that uh, you know, the the appellate court is going to probably just rubber stamp uh, this decision. That being said, it wouldn't stun me if it got thrown back.
2: Yeah, and, 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 uh, and while I agree with you, uh, I, I do want to make clear that, like, I, so I, I think that like there is these two claims that maybe should survive and maybe the appellate court will toss back. But I have no doubt that once you actually get into it, and and the TCPA again is just dismissing on a preliminary basis. Once they actually do go through discovery and they pull this stuff out, Vic is fucked. His case is fucked.
0: Right. There, yeah. there, there's there's this there's a separate question. There are different questions between whether or not you know somebody should be able to successfully file a TCPA motion and and whether or not Vic should win his defamation. His group. reputation so, right? is yes.
2: destroyed. There is no yeah. fucking way. Long before this case. So, but. Yeah but i'm i if we're just talking about the tcpa motion yeah and i i Look, we're
0: lawyers. We like it when people get legal process.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? He should get his process
0: and then lose at the end. Yes. Uh. And his lawyers should get paid. Everybody should get yeah. paid for it. Alright,
2: so listen, you law Twitter people, I know that at some points in this podcast we may have disagreed with some of the things that you've said or thought about stuff. If you would be okay, would, would it be fine if you didn't post our fucking docs and like try to call up Tark's job? <laughs> and can you guys just like get yourself a fucking snack and a nap, uh and <laughs> chill the fuck out, you fucking do, bo, bo,
0: bo. Supposed wanna flow, but they got no show. So I'ma grab the mic, flip a slip believe the sun. Both shots to one that gets the dark run. my check, I get paid wreck the set. You ready to check, cause I'm a threat to your fret. No host bar, incomplete move, fakers That's the way the back of to girl, I might take her. If she's the trap, I'm a distant then slide.
1: We agree. Uh, the, the the fundamental merits of, of the case are not here uh, Vic is a is a creep he's creepy looking uh, people agree and have, have agreed for for decades that he's a creep uh, and he is probably uh, defamation proof as regards allegations that he's a creep uh, anyway so um, after all of this went down right so Ty is on stream with Nick. Uh, talking about the outcome of this case, and um,
2: oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck, man, I forgot about this shit. He says, yes. he says, he says. Uh, this is the night the fucking decision comes out. Incredible. I haven't spoken to Vic
1: yeah, because, about this but let's talk about the whole shit yeah because Nick is, like, Nick is
2: like look I know are you confirming an appeal are you guys doing an appeal uh, cause they've, they've been talking about the case and the decision a little bit and uh, and Ty is like well yeah well, I can't confirm because I haven't been able to reach my client yet now it's fucking <laughs> unreal that you would be in public discussing the merits of a, of a case you just lost without having informed your client that you just fucking lost his case Right. Yeah. And and the circumstances here are are absurd, right? Like vi- like Ty is, he says, um, I haven't been able to contact him because uh, the internet's real bad here. I'm in South Texas, and you know the Wi-Fi is the, the satellite internet's not what you expect. He's sitting inside <laughs> of a boat. <book>. <laughs> he's and, on a stream This guy is <laughs> video streaming with Nick. His fucking is Now he's a little choppy. He does cut in and out on this video. But get the you can't make a fucking phone call to Hawaii. Get out of here, man.
0: And I mean, it does, it sort of, it raises the question of like who, you know, he views his client as, right? Is Vic, does Ty Beard think of Vic as his client or is Nick Ricada his client or are the GoFundMe uh, donors his clients, right? Because like Nick and the GoFundMe are who pay him and are who sort of been the drivers and the architects of this lawsuit, right?
2: Um, yeah, and, and and there are ethics rules about when you you know when someone is funding a lawsuit, you have to understand that if the funding for a lawsuit is coming from somewhere else, that your client, right, your client still their interests take predominance. Not even predominance. There are no other interests. There's just your client. But yeah. Ty here, I'm not sure. I mean, this isn't legal process, so it, it's not like. Yeah. Uh, but but he does appear to be making weird decisions that indicate priorities other than Vic.
0: Yeah, it you know it in it uh, it reminds me of like impact litigation, right? With like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the ACLU or Lambda Legal or any of these usually left wing organizations that will enlist a big law firm, a corporate law firm, and there will be some nominal plaintiff, right? Um, you know, some gay couple that wants to get married or or something like that, uh, but you know the firm will view the advocacy organization as the client right that's who they're working for and the you know aclu and the law firm sort of work together to make this whole case and the plaintiffs are just sort of figurehead plaintiffs right they're they're just there to have a nice face on on the legal case and and that's sort of what this feels like that like vic is just sort of you know he's like the avenue that they're using to to sort of get at what they really want to do which is you know but there's
1: no there's no class right it's just
0: just
1: him it's just right not a class we're putting the fucking line in the
2: sand okay (laughs) i stand (laughs) on that wall so you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) just women should shut the fuck shut the fuck up get your fucking (laughs) ass grabbed and shut your fucking mouth
0: yeah yeah that's that's it that's what it is it's a it's a culture war
2: these guys are these guys fucking rule we basically, we basically tried to piss on and piss off every single person related to this case. If we missed you, would you please send us a line at a lab? What's the, what's the Gmail address? Whatever it is, uh, is a lab series at Gmail. Yeah, send us a line, and we'll try to fucking shit on your take too. Uh,
1: no, but I, but, but but Michael, Michael raises, I think, what's the right point here? Is that this is being funded and pushed. Uh, and engaged with um on all ends right the funding is unwanted but the law twitter people and the and the and the the kiwi farms people are engaging with this as a front in the culture war as though it were impact litigation right right but the fact is is that this is a specific person with a specific problem right. dealing with his specific employment right. um and when you have a problem where the legal system is implicated, you should go to a lawyer and get advised <laughs> as to what the best thing for you is yeah. in that situation. Right? And nobody nobody has given Vic Mignona good advice in all of this. No. Uh from the very first moment that he started issuing his ridiculous Uh, you sort of apologies and denials and non-denials on Twitter uh, that nobody actually stepped in and said, here's how you should handle this. And I'm pretty sure ultimately that if Vic had received good advice from the get-go, we would not have had a case at all. Yeah. Right. Sometimes the best advice is to just sit it out.
2: Right, yeah. Con, uh, and nobody gave him that. Calm defense. this the fuck out. It'll be fine. You'll be back to cons in no time, which he has been. But of course, of course, yes. people are going to argue that, like, well, the lawsuits. Why these people know they can't but, fuck with us? But I guess there's no arguing with that. I don't know if that's true. It's not true. It's not, it's not, not true. true. Um,
1: <laughs> if, if if he had just if he had just sat it out for a while, I think he would be in no different position than he is. It's in. always worked
2: before. I'll will t- tell you who else isn't getting good legal advice. Let's say you're on the side of the culture war who wants to attack me too or you're sick of, you know, whatever, whatever your whatever your argument is, politics are coming into my media that I jack off to or whatever. Uh, when you do impact litigation, you need a sympathetic plaintiff who Yes. Uh, you need you need like a test case. You need somebody who is unjustly targeted and you want to find that right plaintiff. Listen, all the big civil rights breakthroughs in America have, have been preceded by a ton of people being paid off and told, look, not you. Don't sue on this claim. Do not do this. Drop your fucking case because you're a big piece of shit and we're we'll getting fucking smoked if we try to take your case up to the court. We need a pristine, perfect case. If you want to make some kind of impact on me too, Look, man, fucking Google Vic Minona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. His <laughs> rep is fucked. His rep is fucked, and it's been fucked for a long time. This is the worst possible case you could have. To, I don't say it's the worst possible case. It's not a great fucking case. No,
1: it's 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 pretty close to
2: the worst. It's possible not a case sympathetic guy. Have. This is not gonna get your fucking point across. Because no. anybody look like I'm sorry I, I gave it my shot I looked into it independently uh, and, and probably fueled in part by some skepticism by these law Twitter dorks, but all <laughs> I could find was just reams and reams of people fucking complaining about Vic and explaining that he he, he does in he's a greaseball. he appears to yeah. be a predator at these fucking things you know yeah yeah
0: and that's like I mean that's the uh, that's the other thing is that like the ACLU and all these these programs. They have people who that's their all their job is just finding the perfect plaintiffs for these cases. And they do it very well. And these are just some guys who are like, you know, the only people who've really benefited from this are Rakeda and Beard, you know. I'm not even sure Beard because I mean, because because beard
1: beard has
2: has been proven to be a fucking beard moral. damn near topped right. himself was fucking losing getting fucking disciplined <laughs> <laughs> and I will say if I mean I'm just saying if I were Vic I I think there's a malpractice case here. Yes, the court yes. said he's not considering the evidence that you fucked up and failed to get properly entered unless the court made that decision in error. Ty fucked up. Yeah. He fucked his client's case, and I think that he lost, I think he lost the good TI evidence and ended up waiving a claim. I mean, Ty, Ty should be calling his fucking insurer and explaining, I think I just waived, you know, a million dollar claim or whatever.
1: Not only that, but again, I think that Ty has legitimate problem with who is, who, whose interests yeah. who he's representing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that that specific and obvious conflict has manifested itself in a way that he has acted contrary to the interest of Mignona. But it's obvious that Mignona's lawyer uh, is not thinking about Mignona first. Uh, and when he then also starts flailing around and acting incompetent and dumping uh, aspects of Mignona's case, uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I'd much rather have the malpractice case against Ty than uh, Mignona's appeal. Ty,
2: maybe instead of yeah. getting on these fucking four hour streams with Nick every night uh, and, and talking up memes and doing epic tweets uh, maybe you should have been writing that fucking <laughs> brief, man, and setting up your fucking sites <laughs> and, you know mailing out your fucking affidavits to get signatures on them you fucking, Just a you fucking dumbass Just a thought That feels like a wrap
0: Yeah Yeah it does